I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Nidoran. The biggest question about Nidoran, of course, is... What is a Nidoran? My money is definitely on Rabbit, looking at the big ears and the little pointy teeth and the overall body shape. As it evolves, we see some sort of hybrid between a rhinoceros and a hare, and then later a straight-up kaiju. But the initial Nidoran itself is definitely a kind of rabbit. Some aspects of the evolution and the poison typing make a little more sense when you start applying some Japanese mythology about rabbits. The most noticeable thing about Nidoran, especially in the first generation, was that it came in two distinct genders. There was a blue Nidoran female, with rounded ears, and the pinkish male, with more elongated ears. From the second generation of games on, most Pokémon have had genders, and from the fourth generation, some even have visual distinctions based on their genders. There are even Pokémon whose evolution is different based on the gender. Nonetheless, Nidoran remains the only Pokémon or should that be the only two Pokémon? To have distinct Pokédex numbers for the male and female counterparts. Perhaps breeding and gender was planned for the first series of games, but were scrapped. And the Nidorans kept the distinction because the evolutions are different. Maybe the separation of male and female is a reference to the term breeding like rabbits. We'll probably never know for sure, but the pair seem awkward and out of place among the modern roster of Mon. At level 16, Nidoran evolves. A male becomes a Nidorino, and a female, a Nidorina. Nidorino appeared in the original title video for Pokemon Red, which was recreated for the opening episode of the anime. This probably makes it, along with Gengar, one of the first Pokemon seen by a large percentage of the fanbase. Nidorina doesn't have that distinction, she has a funny little pig nose in her old sprite. But the main curiosity of Nidorina, and Nidoqueen, is their inability to breed. Both genders of Nidoran can breed, and Nidorino and Nidoking continue to be able to. The most likely explanation I've seen online is simply that it was too complicated to program distinct Pokémon to be able to produce influence of both male and female Nidorans. Beyond that are some brilliant theories suggesting Nidoqueen has undergone menopause, or, or that it's a reference to real-life rhinos not breeding in captivity. Noggin did a great video on the subject, which I'll link to in the show notes. Overall, I always consider Pokémon breeding as a game mechanic not worth looking at too closely. Do all these mammalian creatures really lay eggs? Can I really breed 200 of this deadly accursed ghost to find the perfect stats? Can Skitty and Waylord really, you know, Best not to think about it. Nidorino and Nidorina evolve into Nidoking and Nidoqueen, respectively, with a Moonstone. Sweet Banana Gaming on YouTube did a video that speculated that this was a reference to the Moon Rabbit. The Moon Rabbit is a popular folktale in Asia, including Japan. It references a silhouette of a rabbit grinding potions on the moon. 
you look at the moon on a clear night and sort of squint and use a lot of imagination, you can see it. What matters is, in Japan, there's a legend about a rabbit which involves the moon and mixing up exotic chemicals. In Pokemon, there's a rabbit that evolves with a moonstone and has poison attacks. The connection does seem to make sense. Nidda King and Nidda Queen are among what Game Freak often describe as kaiju monsters. Modelled after the classic Japanese monsters of Godzilla, Gamera and Ultraman. Think of Raidon, Tyranitar and Agron. As it happens, Raidon, Nidda King and Nidda Queen were the first three Pokemon programmed into the game. Perhaps as a result, all over the game world the generic statues on top of pillars show Pokemon of this body type. Nidda King was somewhat popular competitively. I'm no expert on the subject, though as always the tactical skinny can be found on some dedicated YouTube channels. I'll drop some links in the bottom. Nidda Queen less so as far as I can tell, though she does have the honour of being strongly associated with Giovanni. Jonathan Cromie, composer for the show, had this to say. The Nidos. I quite like Nidoran F, a cute little mouse thing but struggle to get interested in the rest of them. They're sort of rodenty, porcupiney things, but they follow Sanshash who does that whole thing much better. The gender different stuff is interesting enough, but what's really curious to me is that the male line can produce eggs, as can Nidoran female, but Nidorina and Nidoqueen can't. Bizarre. And friend of the show Andrew Rice got in touch with... this. Hello boys and girls, it's uh, Andrew Wright here, long-term fan of the show. Um, I wanted to give you some opinions on your boy and girl, Nidoran. <laughs> so, the thing about Nidoran is, and this is, uh, this is probably going to surprise you, it's a bit different if it's a boy or a girl. <laughs> Isn't that just crazy? Imagine that, boys and girls being different. So, I did lose my accent for a minute there, just thinking about the joys of the differences between boys and girls. Um, but it's back now. Um, and I just wanted to say, they're such jolly little chaps and chapettes. Um, they've got a nice horn, ears, all the features that you'd like from a, a little poisonous mouse thing probably. I mean, I'm sure you've already heard all the opinions on what a Nidoran is from, from your boy Luke at this point. Um, but yes, good. A solid 8 out of 10. Goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. In many ways, the Nidoran family are perfect archetypes of Pokemon. A cute initial stage, an awkward middle evolution, and finally a big tough battle beast. Music for Luclos Pokemon was created by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. If you're interested and you enjoy the show, please do give us a 5 star rating and review on iTunes, and share this podcast with your Pokemon loving friends. If you have anything to say about the next couple of Pokemon we'll be covering, 
Lutherian Vulpix, let me know all about it. I'm on Twitter and Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN, and you can email the show at LukeLovesPKMN at gmail.com. I love Nidoran. And remember, I love you too.